1: Welcome, everyone, to the Becker's Healthcare Podcast series. I'm Mariah Mohammed, writer and moderator with Becker's Healthcare. And I'm absolutely thrilled to have with me today Dr. Brian Gantworker, president of the Cranial Spinal Center of Los Angeles. Doctor, it's very nice to have you on the podcast today. How are you?
2: I'm good, Mariah. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. Well, to get us started, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background?
2: Sure. Um, my name is uh, Brian Gantworker, as you so aptly introduced. Um, I grew up in Chicago, and um, I live right now in Los Angeles, California, and that's where I practice in um, nearby Santa Monica, California. Um, I'm a neurosurgeon by training. I'm trained uh, at Case Western uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, sunny Cleveland, and I did a fellowship at the Barrow Neurological Institute in Phoenix, Arizona for a year. Um, I joined a practice out here for about a year and then I decided to, uh, hang up my own shingle and I'm currently in private practice and have been doing that for about 13 years now.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us that background and being the president of this amazing organization. What are the big headwinds you're planning for this year?
2: So the biggest headwinds are reimbursement, um, we're having a lot of issues right now with uh, Medicare cuts. We're considering leaving Medicare altogether, which is sort of a, a very big sea change for our organization. Um, Medicare has classically actually been one of the better players, uh, payers, I mean. And uh, they went from one of the best payers to constantly whittling down reimbursements. So cost of doing business obviously going up. Inflation is is still significantly high in terms of core inflation. Um, inflation's been coming down, though, thankfully. Um, but, you know, Medicare's never had a cost of living adjustment or adjusted for inflation. So these cuts are actually multiplied uh, significantly as they go down. Um, the other thing has been um, onerous uh, prior authorization and new and ever evolving techniques of um, payers to not pay, even though you submit a clean claim. Um, and the third thing would be implementation of the No Surprises Act. Um, and the NSA is right now being litigated still. It was a good piece of bipartisan legislation, but unfortunately, uh, some folks in the industry, I think, got into um, the heads of the HHS, um, and uh, they're allowing the insurers to set the qualified payment amount, or QPA, which they're going to adjust down. They have already have, uh, in many scenarios, sometimes a seven, as much as 70%. So if you're a commercial Uh, accepting physician, commercial payer accepting physician, uh, even if you drop out of Medicare, you're going to see a significant haircut. So that's really the main issue right now uh, in terms of uh, running a practice.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for giving us that insight. Reimbursement is definitely top of mind for many. I know we'll be discussing it at several conferences that we're having even just this year. Um, How will the spine and orthopedic field evolve in the next two years, do you think?
2: You know, that's a great question. Um, we're always talking about what's hot, what's next, what's the new, what's the new new, right? So what what are, what are we looking forward to? So in terms of the technology, you know, disc arthroplasty is finally coming on the scene as a very reliable, there's more uh, alternative diffusion, there's a lot of data supporting it. I know a lot of my colleagues uh, here in California and on the East Coast and in the Midwest are looking at this a lot. The insurers are still fighting tooth and nail not to pay for this, which is really crazy. Um, So arthroplasty is going to continue to evolve, get better and better, um, and I think it's going to be more widely accepted as an alternative to fusing spines. Another little piece of of tech would be uh, spinal endoscopy, which I'm looking to adopt more and more in my practice. That, I think, is very cool. Uh, I spent some time with a colleague from South Korea when I was in Dubai uh, at a conference, and um, he's just a really fantastic, fantastic endoscopic spine surgeon. I've just gotten more and more interested. I've done a couple of cases, looking forward to doing more, uh, and I think spinal endoscopy is is gonna be a big part of the evolution the next two or three years. And just on a more, I guess, larger scale, uh, I do think that uh, Stark laws in terms of physician-owned hospitals are going to be set to be toppled fairly soon. Um, I think you know, physician-owned hospitals are a great alternative to the current models. They save money, patients have better experiences, and they're just more efficient and uh, and safer in some cases. So I, I really think that um, in terms of the micro and macro, that's what we're going to be looking at in the next two to three years.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us that, you know, insight into the future. Before I let you go, doctor, the last thing I wanted to ask you is where do you see the best opportunities for growth?
2: Hmm. I guess that's the rub, isn't it? I think the best opportunities for growth in spine and spine surgery are going to be very careful contracting, sometimes direct patient contracting, or DPC, where we actually contract with the patients themselves and allow their insurance to pick up the other parts of it. Um, I think concierge care is also an opportunity for growth. Uh, I know some of my colleagues and I are, are doing more of that. Um, that's a little bit more difficult and, and it's not great in terms of getting people who who can't afford access. And that's, that's a really, it's more of an existential question, right, so that that becomes more of an issue, like are we doing the right thing? and I really think if we can get reimbursements fixed, we can avoid the crunch of getting patients access. So whereas it's an opportunity for growth, it might exclude some people, which in and of itself is not fair. But um, if you're running a business, you kind of have to be able to put food on your own table and, and, and take care of your family and your employees. Um, and really we're hoping the insurers and and CMS realize that you know, we have to pay the doctors in order for patients to get get care. So you want to talk about opportunity for growth, um, getting patients better access by keeping physicians in business and allowing them to do what they do best. That's an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for saving money. In terms of personal growth, um, I really think the main thing is to just concentrate on good outcomes and patient experiences. Um, you know, looking into other streams of income, uh, such as expert witness or doing some consulting, uh, maybe, I don't know, uh, uh, putting out some content there. But I think if you want to grow, and I think you know the, this obsession with growth is is sort of a bit of a bane of capitalism. But if you really want to grow, I think you have to start with your own practice and do as best as you possibly can. I think hiring a whole bunch of associates and things like that is great. I, I applaud everybody who's who's doing that kind of growth. But I think deepening your connections to your own community, deepening your connections to your patients, and becoming really someone who's reliable and looked upon as sort of a cornerstone of your community in terms of being a surgeon and being a reliable person that your patients can count on you and your physicians can count on you as well.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for those final thoughts, doctor. This has been an amazing and informative discussion. So again, I want to thank you so much for coming on Becker's Healthcare, and I look forward to connecting with you again
2: soon. I hope so too, Mariah. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at review.com. and we'll see you there.